Welcome to Showing Up For You, where the conversations are hard, but need to be had. I'm Sean. And I'm Jasmine. We are using our life experiences to help us outwardly process the next steps. We're excited to have you. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Showing Up For You. Hey Jasmine. Hello everybody, we are here. We here. Uh, me and Jasmine were actually having a offline conversation about driving. Um, I actually, Jasmine, remember my first experience driving, and um, I honestly don't know why the person who let me drive trusted me. Um, <laughs> so I didn't have my license. <laughs> I didn't have my license, and I did not know how to drive. And um, one of my, actually, my very best friends, one of my very best friends to this day. Uh, he had a Lexus. Like he had a Lexus in high school. He was a very hardworking, still is very hardworking guy. And um, he had a Lexus, and he came to my house, and we were hanging out. And he he asked me if I like wanted to drive his car, and I was like, sure, yeah. I got in the driver's seat, immediately hit two trash cans. Like I just don't oh. know. <laughs> <laughs> Like I have asked him, I've asked him like, even up until I think like last year, like, why would you, why did you let me do that? Like, why did you think that Mm -hmm. I could do this? Um, and so when I think about like now, you know, me, like having the responsibility of driving three humans around at at the very least, (laughs) I'm like, I remember hitting trash cans. (laughs) And thinking I did a decent job. I should have never. Like, I was like, this is probably why they don't give just anybody licenses. Um, Right. (laughs) What what was your... Standardized testing is a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's why it's a written and behind the wheel. What what was your your, uh, first driving experience like? Oh, my gosh. Um, I was a late bloomer driving, Mm -hmm. for sure. Because mm-hmm. I was like, why? I just didn't have that desire. Most people were like, y'all didn't want to be out the house like that? I was like, I was out the house. I just didn't need a car. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember one of my first experiences, one of my, for whatever reason, I didn't get driver's lessons. I was like, okay, cool. But one of my parents' friends, he had this, uh, it was a Mercedes, uh-huh. and it was a awful turquoise color it was so bad but um we lived in a neighborhood with like not super super busy um like roads Mm -hmm. and so we lived close to like a baskin robbins and so he was like i'll let you drive from the baskin robbins like back home to the house (laughs) yep cool i could do that right (laughs) but this man just got his rims done because he was trying to sell this car Mm, you oh asked no. about driving. You didn't tell me about parking, sir. No. <laughs> and so I scratched one of the rims, and he was like, it's fine. It's fine. I felt so. <laughs> it was not fine. I'm going to tell you that now. It, it was, was not it was, fine. It, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, are you sure? He was like, it's fine. You know, it was like one of those, like, when somebody tells you it's fine, so but firmly. they're going to cry in the like, car oh, later. Go. Like- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Get out so of my car it now. It was like, it was... Right. It was cool until it wasn't. Like, this was really fun and all. And then you tried to park. And, but that's the thing. You didn't prepare me. And I was like, what was I supposed to do? I thought that you could run over a little curve and it'd be right. fine. Just Wrong. A little, just a little dip. Wrong. Okay. Just a little. <laughs> a little speed up. Just, just. <laughs> right. Beep, beep. As you hear, just. Oh, my bad. God. The thing is, like, I know what that sounds like. I just, I. Mm-mm. Yep. No. Um, We've all been there. We've all scratched a rim. Absolutely, exactly. As That's why I'm like, try to avoid it. <laughs> That's so funny. Anybody you know, you, right? This is you. <laughs> if you can relate, yeah. <laughs> tune in now. Right. <laughs> um, you know what? But like, okay, and even along with that conversation, um, now that we got the giggles out of the way, like, so what we were really talking about, what we got to, is that I was, I was going through this like parenting guilt this past week, right? 
And Mm. what it's surrounded by, what it was surrounding is the idea that I don't want to give my children my struggle. Like I want, like they're entitled to their own struggle, right? Like they're entitled to their own trauma. They're going to find a reason to hate me somewhere down the line. Even if it's not hate, they're going to be like, ugh, she gets on my nerves somewhere down the line. Yeah. But I, Mm. my struggle was like, I guess my thought process was, I don't want to pass down my struggles. So I've always told myself, my kids are going to have their own struggles. It won't, but they won't be generational. Does that make sense? Mm. So like, it's my job to deal with and solve the things that I struggle with and not pass them down to my kids because I said so, or because that's how we did it when I was a kid, like not to pass them down to my kids, but to fix those things. And then, you know, any future struggles that come, you know, let's, let's, let's deal with that on, you know, as they go. And so then I started thinking like, wow. So, okay. If I'm wanting to prevent this right now in a, in an age where like, we're going to therapy, we, we respect and communicate boundaries. We know what trauma is. We understand, you know, um, that family doesn't always mean friendly. Like in this age, what am I missing from like my my parents? Like what do what do what is it that my parents wish they could have done better for me? And then on top of that, yeah. like what is it that my spouse's parents wish they could have done better for him? Like every parent, mm-hmm. every parent. I don't want to like stumble my words, so I'm kind of like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but every parent. Um, wishes they could have done something differently for their child. So like whether it was like, and I'm not saying like they're not satisfied with their job or they don't feel like they did a good job, but like you have like those parents that, um, like I've, I've gone to school with people that their, their parents are both um, full-time working parents and they go on the family vacations and they do the, you know, they are financially stable, right? And mm-hmm. for us, you know, my family we might not have like gone on the family vacations and we might not have like been, you know, wealthy financially. Um, there was a portion of my life that my mom was a stay at home mom and I found security in knowing that she was there when I got home. Like I found security in knowing that if the nurse called home, my mom was there, you know? And so, yeah. Yeah. Versus there are some friends that, you know, their mom's like in the middle of a work day and she can't be present in that way. Or they walk home alone and they stay at the house until the parents get home. And, and these are just my, my examples because just like there are times I felt like, man, I could have, um, there, I, I wish we would have had more money. Right. Um, mm-hmm. there are pair there, are, you know, people that feel like I wish you would have, I wish my parents would have been around more. And so, those are like my most basic example examples, but just to expand it is like, there are times I have to remember that no matter how my, me and my husband grew up or even the friends around me, there's always going to be something that could have happened differently in their childhood. And I wonder how that is affecting them. Yeah. Did my tangent make sense? Dang. <laughs> Yes. No, absolutely. No, it makes, it makes so much sense. You know, I think that especially, you know, we live in a really unique time where, you know, we are a generation that is digging deep in going deep in our own wells Mm -hmm. of how, you know, our childhood has formed us Mm -hmm. and how, you know, what, how we've just informed, been informed about things in our lives. And, you know, also just like, taking the time to be like I didn't have I you know I didn't have this thing you know from my parent and maybe they knew that maybe they didn't mm-hmm. you know like we're going through you know these types different types of moments that we're able to really sit back and be like okay this is how I was impacted this is what I want to mm-hmm. um you know carry forward in my life with my mm-hmm. partner or you know to my children if you have them Um, and this is absolutely where it's like, this is a hard no for me as Mm -hmm. well. So I think, you know, we are in a very, I think I love that about our generation is that we definitely 
um, very much challenge um, our own thinking to be like, okay, how have certain things like this, you know, shaped me, Mm -hmm. um, even, you know, shaped, shaped your parents as well, right? Like, it's not just, you know, how is it, it's, it's not the selfish part of being, how is it just like for me, but it's like, what about for them? Like, you know, it goes deeper than we think sometimes. Wow. You know what you, um, that makes me think, you remember that, um, that video we were talking about before me and you, um, it was like the doctor and I actually downloaded his book and I'm going to read it, but I forget his name, but he was talking about how parents change with each child and technically like you siblings don't experience the same parents, right? Even if they, they they have both the same parents. And so, um, Mm So, oh my God, what a good, what a good segue. So what, um, and we can repost it on our stories this week, guys, um, if you haven't seen it, but the doctor was pretty much explaining that with each sibling, um, they're not, it, it, they're not growing up the same because their parents are not the same. So with that first child, that's the, that's, that's that first example of what parenting looks like and so there's a lot of new things being learned and there's a a lot of Mm -hmm. um mistakes and then there's probably a lot of like getting away with things right and so that second child comes around and oh you're not gonna get one over on me because i dealt with it with first kid and you don't have room for that mistake and then third child comes around and it's possible that like by the time third child comes around Parents are tired and they're more lenient and they're easier on the third child. Well, where middle child was the one that got like the strict, you know. So anyway, I'm over explaining, but it's really good. Um, and it, it kind of relates to your point of um, what our parents had to learn as they were trying to give us everything. Because I can't imagine my parents like had me to make my life a living hell, like, which my life was not a living hell. It's just, I know that they didn't wake yeah. up in the morning and say, how can I screw this up for her? Let's get creative. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. and so yep. I yep. <laughs> like, right. So like they did their best. And the crazy thing is there are things that they did that worked well in some situations that didn't work well in others. Like my mom yeah. was really good for, um, she didn't let us go out on dates. And, um, she was very strict about it. And even though like some people might see that as like a downfall, like, you know, your mom didn't let you do anything and no fun. What she did though, um, because she kind of intertwined her need to see what was happening. Um, Mm -hmm. what she did was on the weekend, she would make a huge dinner and she would say, invite your guy friends here. And she Mm -hmm. would put the big stereo in the living room area. We would all eat dinner at the table together. So like I have three sisters, four sisters, but three that lived in the house with me. And so everybody's got a guy, right? (laughs) And so like, it's pretty much like a a, a censored kickback, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. what would happen was, (laughs) (laughs) what would happen was like, we would all eat dinner and then we would all like, have a roast session while we're listening to music on the radio. And my mom was just around. She wasn't like in the middle of it. She wasn't hovering. She was just mm-hmm. present. And that was her way of, I'm going to know what's going on, but you're not leaving with this guy. And yeah, it worked. And I, I actually cannot wait to incorporate that with my children. But um, I say that to say like her paranoia and her like security and like, not wanting us to leave her sight was actually, it worked out as a great idea in this, in this way. So like, I can see, you know, like you're saying, like some of those traits might have um, taught our parents lessons. Like, you know, our parents are um, learning about themselves because I can't imagine having Mm -hmm. four girls. I'm going to tell you that now. Yeah. What? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) <laughs> there's no how way. many dudes are knocking there's at this no door way. like you know you think about it right like how many right. times i gotta tell a boy stop calling my house like that that it, right <laughs> she don't like you Go my somewhere. mom was like what is happening so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm just thinking i'm like that is such a sort like man 
it's it's moments where you're like, dang, they really knew what they were doing. They did. Like by just genius. Yeah, She's genius for that. Absolutely. She's yeah. genius. But then like, for, like like now let's transition that into like your preferred partner, right? Like, have you ever been in a relationship where um you can see your partner struggling with what they wish their parents would have done differently? And like, has it affected oh. you? Lord, yes. And it doesn't always have to be negative, so, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. You know, I think that, I mean, you know, like, I'm navigating, and I share this with I share this with you a lot, is, like, I'm navigating dating mm-hmm. at this age, and it's like, I've noticed that dating, the older that you get, the more um, that you're looking at other avenues of their life besides just it being cute between the two of you. Yeah you know mm-hmm. and which is really hard and mm-hmm. like that's if there's anything i'm like this is what sucks about dating in your late 20s mm-hmm. and probably early 30s is like you're thinking about all the other avenues but it is good you know to be thinking about that but i look at you know moments where i'm like i feel like what you're asking of me is um unfair because i'm you're needing me to fill a need that's mm-hmm. not mine to fill Right. You know, like, um, and I think, like, you know, that's something that's really hard. And, like, because I know that there's moments that I've been caught up in, um, like, a relationship where I was, like, a constant for this person. What he needed was his mom to be constant. Oh, wow. He didn't, you know what I mean? And it was, like, it, because, you know, I think that sometimes, like, at least in situations that I have I'm just speaking from my own experience. I don't think that this is for everyone. But, you know, I think about as a woman, you know, we want to nurture. We want to, you know, love on our partners. And we want to be, you know, the means of support and, like, the champion. And mm-hmm. But to an extent, are you are you able to champion yourself? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, if if my my champion, my championing can only go so far for you because... What you actually need is for your, like, parents to champion you. Wow. You know, am I kind of making sense here? No, you absolutely are. So I hear you saying, like, you know, you felt like they needed their mom to champion for them. And I guess my curiosity is, like, how did you know that? And how do you even address that? Like, how do you, without creating a conversation of blame or, like, you, you know, defense, like, how do you address that with your partner? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's a that's a great question. To address the first part is, like, um, the how did you, like, how did you know or how did you notice? Um, mm-hmm. I think what made me notice is just a lot of the language mm-hmm. that was used by him. And I would just catch on to certain things that when she became the topic of conversation it was very it was tense Mm -hmm. you know it was um you know there was well well she just like there was always like a big sigh Mm -hmm. involved you know talking when you know talking about her and I was like huh (laughs) and you know just like as time continued to go on and like me just getting to know this person I was like it's not the thing that you love about me is the thing that she lacks whoa and that's that's wow. not a, and it's like for me I really had to be like dang is that something that I want to take on with this person right you know like because what if what if I don't show up one time because mm. I'm gonna do it right mm-hmm. like that's just how it goes you know I'm not gonna be able to be everything all the time and like will I get that same response like those are questions that I had to ask myself but mm. in the regards to the second part of your question is like addressing it Um, I have not fully entered that space because I think that for me, I had to address it with myself, whether like, do I believe that I have a future with this person and that we're going to like really, you know what I mean? Like be about it with each other. Mm -hmm. And like that person does not play about me. I don't play about that person because Mm -hmm. like if, if I knew that I was going to go into like that with that individual, I think that I would have, you know, addressed it in a way of, you know, I feel like when 
we talk about certain things like you needing me to show up for you or to like be there for you mm. i this how i interpret it is i think that you're triggered you know by your mom not showing up for you do you think that like I'm on the right track with this or maybe I'm a little bit far off but sometimes I feel like I'm giving a bigger responsibility than I'm not sure if I'm supposed to carry for our relationship whoa it's like well golly that's oh man that's um that's great because the reality is it's like a lot of this a lot of the things that we're missing um is because we didn't get it like from home and like I said it doesn't always have to be a bad thing but like you know, they say like your, you know, your parents are your first example of like they, they, they literally teach you how to wipe your butt. Right. So every, I'm learning everything. I'm learning, I'm learning social behaviors, social cues. I'm learning um, humor. I'm learning tolerance. I'm learning so much from my parents. And so I could imagine feeling like there's a hole in in some, you know, something missing and then seeking that out in a partner. You know, um, but like mm-hmm. reality is like your parents are not like well, our parents are not superheroes. Like they can't give us mm-hmm. everything. And yeah. that's just that's just it. You know, so even in the worst case scenario of, you know, I think, you know, kind of just to your example of, you know, your mom didn't give it to you. So you're looking at it, you know, for me, you're looking for it in me. Um, I don't think it's horrible to want it. I do think you're right for needing to address it, you know, like it's okay to want it, but don't tie it to missing it from her in order to get it from me. Absolutely. You know, because I mean, it's okay. Then it's like this, it's just like this gross attachment in my personal Mm, opinion. But sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. No, you're right. Like it's, um, that was so good. You know, I think that like I imagine, you know, um, there are so many things that my kids saw and I had to re- like I loved seeing them see things for the first time because I knew it was because they were new to this earth, right? Like I remember the first mm-hmm. time like my um my son with like toddler eyes, right? Cuz like it had always it always happened, but with like toddler eyes, my son saw my husband like slap my behind. And my my son mm-hmm. was like, "No, you don't." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what we not going to yeah. do? But like those were the eyes of him understanding what pain was, what it was to hit somebody and it's not right. That's why I say toddler eyes because I'm, it's been going on since you before you got here. That's how you got here. So like I know mm-hmm. it's not a new thing, but you are just now seeing it. And so I said, I say like, I, I just remember him like seeing that and thinking, is this right? Like, is that is that what y'all do? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. I wonder, and then he got, as he got older, he had some type of protectiveness, but he understood like, that's them. That's got nothing to do with me. So I wonder like, right. when you're older, how are you going to, how are you, what is your affection going to look like for you and your wife? You know what I mean? Yeah. Will you be like, hate it when my parents did this. So I don't like PDA. You know what I mean? Like, what are you, what are you going to mm-hmm. do? So, um, I think about that kind of stuff and I think it's just, I don't know. I think it's cool because it could very much be present and my kids won't pick it up or it could not be present. And my kids are like, yeah, I wish I would have more of that. But either way, like I'm, I'm, it's out of my control. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. So, but yeah, uh, I, I just think it's such an interesting thing to um, see even in like, uh, the difficult seasons in a relationship to see mm-hmm. what your partner is struggling with because of the lack in their childhood. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, but then I think we're in like such I mean, a, how, go ahead. No, you go. Like, I mean, now on to to bring it to you, like you went through the dating mm-hmm. and you know, you're married Mm-hmm. How did how how did that look for you? How has it looked for you? Did it look different, you know, in dating in comparison to ma- you know being married? I'm sure you know the, mm-hmm. the answer seems obvious, but like, you know how how different it is. Like, what is like 
if like you know i'm talking for the you know the single ladies like right. you know for us girlies who are you know dating or like seeking that out like what is it that you could speak to us as to how to approach that but then also like what does your approach look like now in your life mm. no yeah so I'll, I'll happily explain that so i always felt like um you're not um you're single until you're married and so, and I know that's not what everybody, it's not, it's not to say like, it has to be legal. Like, cause like I said, I know a lot of life partners, right? Um, but the idea that in this dating realm, there's not a lot that I have control over. Like I can't yeah. tell you to go and change the way you think because I don't even know if we're going to be together. So um, my, my situation specifically, like I remember dating my husband and I, met his parents and um he reacted to something rude that his dad did um it was interesting the way he reacted and I didn't like the way he reacted but then I understood why because his dad you know his dad you know is a very um mm -hmm. strong vocal person um and in some in some ways he um it's it's his way or the highway and yeah um although that is a positive when it comes to needing to be assertive and needing to communicate what the plan is sometimes it could it could be very bossy um and so in this particular situation he said what was going to happen and you didn't have an opinion you know the rest of us that were present we didn't have an opinion as to what was mm -hmm. going to happen and so my husband was like okay you know and I was like yeah mm -hmm. I don't agree and I'm not interested in that so I would like to decline and in turn he kind of my my now father-in-law you know um said that I was a disrespectful child for speaking up against what was happening and so um I later asked my husband, like, why didn't you, like, argue this? Like, why didn't you stand up for yourself, right? right. <laughs> and right. Um, like, uh... I was like, that was rude. And his mindset was like, I just wanted him to be quiet. I'm not going to waste my time with my girl arguing with him. And so right. I saw the reasoning, but I also knew, like, I didn't have much of an opinion. I can only, ha I can only inquire. So yep. it was all about inquiry, like trying to figure out why you did it, what's the root, what are you thinking, why didn't you respond to that, whatever. Married, now my mindset is we're raising children together. So every decision you make is going to affect them. So when things happened while we were married, my communication then looked like, hey, how comfortable do you feel with this interaction? Well, I mean, it's no big deal. And I go, well, how would you feel if your son did it to his wife? Oh, well, I don't, you know what I mean? And so now I have, mm -hmm. I have, a, I have a leg to stand on because I'm like, Hey, I see why you're doing it. And me and you address it differently, but you bringing that, that part of your childhood into our marriage is going to affect our children in a way that I don't like you. I don't, I don't think you're going to like if it comes back to us. You know what I mean? Mm, I don't wow. think that you're going to want your son to feel the way you feel about your father right now in the future. Yeah. So it's not wow. a judgment call. It's a, hey, if you're really okay with this, I'll handle it my way. You handle it yours. But can mm -hmm. you imagine what that, what, what your son is thinking right now? Because you've already thought it for X amount of years. So now it's more of an application. That's my approach as a married woman. It's not, it's not helpful to throw things in each other's face. It's not helpful to be like, and hey, yo, daddy. Like, you know what I mean? It's more right, like, right. <laughs> it's more like how, how do you think this is going to play out if we continue this? You know? Yeah. And to yeah. the same thing, my husband, like my mom, um, did a lot on her own because my dad just, um, was, you know, my dad wasn't present for a lot of my childhood. And so, I thought like, I'm a strong black woman and I don't need no, like I did all that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and my husband had to like, kind of shut me down in a way of like, I know you don't need me, but it will make life easier if you let me help you with this. 
And then I had to think, dang, do I want my daughters like not letting their husbands feel um, like they can contribute, right? Like Mm -hmm. I don't want them going into a relationship single-minded. And so I had to look at it that same way. Like, man, like I have to start asking for help because I also don't want my daughter or my, you know, my daughter's feeling like it's, it's bad. It's weak to ask for help or, or, you know what I mean? Or like, if you ask for help, that means you don't know what you're doing, you know? Um, so I had to, I had to change that. It might've worked for my mom and it got her through single motherhood, but Mm -hmm. for Sean, who's married with three kids, I, that ain't, it's not necessary. So that's, it's like, that, yeah. I think that the great thing is like, you take it, you take a step back and you're like, we can't just say like, you know, parent, parenting is parenting. Like you look, you, you looked at both of the contexts of each of your lives. Mm-hmm. Your context is entirely different. Yeah. And so your approach has to be different and therefore your conversation different too, mm-hmm. you know, with both of your, you know, what you're taking and what your partner is taking. I love that so much. That's so good. Yeah. Thank you for that. I, it almost like makes me wonder, like, do you, uh, do you, like, are you noticing that when we're not honest with our kids, like when we're not like, I guess, intentional about what we show them, they get such an idea that changes like, like, I imagine, let me just say this. I imagine there's a wave of men right now that are not going to get married until they're, like, mid-50s, I'm sure. They're, they're having fun, right? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. I imagine that something happened in their life where they felt like marriage was not something for a young man or it didn't work out for young men, Right? And that's the kind of thing, like, I've, you know, I remember, like, hearing an interview. I think I was telling you about it. But um, the Breakfast Club had an interview, um, and then the, the, the man, the older man, was saying that he saw his mom go through such a struggle in relationships because the men weren't honest to her, about honest with her. And so... With her, yeah. With her, with her yeah. I'm looking at me, messing up my words. But they weren't honest with her. And um, he saw her get hurt. So he vowed to never be with just one woman and he was always going to be honest to all the women. And if you want to deal with him, great. Just know that you're not the only one, um, but know that he's never going to lie about it. You know what I mean? And so although that might be great for some people's lifestyles, you think about like because your mom had a hurtful experience, you you based your entire idea of relationships off of that. And so now you're not going to have a chance at a healthy relationship with somebody because you're afraid of what might happen because of your mom. Right. And so when I look at like these kind of like, these are the messages, these are the things that are being said. Um, yeah, you probably, you probably won't settle down till your mid fifties and, you know, and, yeah. Although that might be great for you and 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 a, and a woman, um, you know it, it's the theory. Just the theory is just unfortunate, right? But that's mm-hmm. what the, that's what he saw. That's what that's what he saw. And so when I look at all these men that have this idea of, um, you know how they're sowing their oats now and not needing to settle down until a certain age. I'm like, who who hurt you, or what? Who told you that marriage was so bad, or so that that it wasn't fun? You know what I mean? Like, who told you that, or who showed yeah. you that? And so, yeah. do you like? Do you notice that? And does that scare you? Not scary, but I guess does that concern you, um, as you're like in this dating world? One hundred percent. That freaks it on. It freaks me out so much because it's like one. In my, in my head, I'm like, for me personally, I want to, God willing, of course, like, I would love to have a baby one day. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be 50 years old and having a baby. Mm-hmm. You know how jaded that is for a kid? Right. You know, like, I, I just, I'm like, that is so, that's so selfish. That is mm-hmm. so selfish of you, in my own opinion. But mm-hmm. that that's a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. Or something else. I get what but, you're saying. I get what you're you know, going 
Yeah. But I, you know, I will say that it's, that's like a perfect example of like, you took on somebody else's like trauma and you really flipped the switch and you thought you were really doing something with it. Mm. Like you thought that that was going to be like, this is my solution to what I saw as a problem mm-hmm. in and that's like in a way let me take matters into my own hands mm-hmm. and figure it out because I'm going to have the best solution how do you know that you're going to have the best solution because you've never walked through it and the person that you saw walked through it you just didn't like their outcome mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that there's a better outcome oh that's good right there that's you know good right I mean? there it's like we're that's how it we're played so out for them f- mm-hmm exactly and we're so quick to find solutions and we only talk about them with ourselves and we never consult with anybody else mm. it's you know and I, um my husband had said to me like about this interview like he was like yeah um a a woman a um a woman that had been working at a retirement home for more than 20 years i guess she was um doing this study that like a lot like men are coming into retirement homes a lot younger now, um, like more in their fifties um, rather than their seventies and eighties. And um, I guess somebody asked her why, and she was saying these are the men that like wanted to mess around through their young years, and so they didn't end up married, and so they might contract a disease or, God forbid, be injured, wow. and now they they can't take care of themselves but they don't have anybody else to take care of them. Not to say that that's why you get married to be taken care of, but like, um, but it's a partnership. They have no means of companionship. Right, no means of companionship. Right, and so they're coming into these retirement homes younger and younger because you you wanted to live your life, which is great for you, but now you're in a position where, like, it's it's, it's late, you know what I mean? And like, you know, like um, me and my husband, Right now, you know, just God is so good and we are healthy and we have, you know, um, activity of all of our limbs and we're super grateful. But tomorrow that could change. And if it does, we have each other to to work through that. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. it's very warm and secure to know that. Um, So I can imagine feeling like I'm doing something big by, you know, running around with whoever and then boom something happens and my emergency contact doesn't exist I don't know like (laughs) you know so I look at that kind of thing and I I just I'm I, I think it all comes from we all have been presented some kind of idea of what a healthy or unhealthy relationship looks like and we've used that to either say I don't want this for myself and so I'm gonna try a different thing or like I do want it, but I'm I might cheat my way into it. you know you know so yeah. it does it 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 guides it you know. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's mm. crazy. That's so, that's so sad. It's like statistics like that. Genuinely, they do make me sad. Like you know, knowing that the divorce rate is so high right now, knowing that you know men are going to retirement my mm-hmm. homes like sooner. I'm just like dang, like that is just so it's it's so. I hate to use this word, but it's like, this is tragic. <laughs> what we're living in right now, it is so tragic. And, like, mm-hmm. who I hate to see that, like, you know, commitment has is now feels like such a, like, like, a, like oh, the C word. Nope. Don't mm-hmm. say that. Right. Like, loyalty. L, L word. Nope. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. say that. Like, right. you know, I hate that that is especially I mean, I'm, I might be making a really bold statement here, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it like. I was at a convention today and the amount of men and like black men that I saw who was really trying to cut it up with so many females. And I was like, man, y'all, I know you just want one person, but you won't let your ego chill out, let your pride Mm. down and just really like, you know what I mean? Like tap into that side of you. Like I think there is, you know, and I'm not saying like this is all men or whatever because I think we are like making a shift mm-hmm. where a lot of, you know, more men are just like, okay, let me, I can be soft and I can be masculine or, you know, whatever it is mm-hmm. that like how you want to navigate life. But, you know, I think that there is like such a longing there, but whoever you need to give you permission to actually 
let your guard down mm-hmm. won't give it to you. But it's like at the end of the day, it's only up to you. Mm-hmm. You're the only one who can do that. That's the only solution oh that you can give God. yourself. You, I'm so glad you said it. Listen, let's talk about that. The I'm so glad that there is a shift of men that want that for themselves because I'm so tired of this, like, and this has been happening since I was a teenager, right? This, like, this idea mm-hmm. that, like, men are supposed to run around and, like, run through women and it's manly to have experienced all these women. But, like... Oh, no, 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 woman, you better be a virgin. You better be pure and you don't let anybody look at you or you'll be, uh, you know, a dirty heathen, right? And so, like, I'm <laughs> right. so glad that that, um, that narrative is changing, whereas men are saying, hey, I don't want to run around. I want her or I want the idea of her yeah. and I'm going to work on myself and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address my emotions. I'm going to go to therapy and I'm going to... Focus on me so that I do have something healthy to contribute to that future relationship. And then I'm also glad, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, and this is me even speaking as a woman of with two daughters, I'm also very glad yeah. that women are more open about how they are not stuck in this, um, what the world has to tell them about purity and saving themselves for somebody. I think it's it's yeah. your, first of all, it's your choice. I could tell you why I did it. And I could tell you my spiritual stance on it. And I can tell you where, why, what it looked like for me. But all in all, mm-hmm. um, what I'm learning as a woman is that um, do you, you need to do what you, whatever choice you make, do it for you. Yeah. Because going into a relationship and, um, and, and following steps for somebody else or to please somebody else can get tricky. And so I said that to say I'm proud that women are um, more comfortable in their bodies now. And they have the confidence to say, I don't need, I love the affirmation from a man, but I don't need it. And so I'm not willing to do the things, right. the tricks to get that affirmation. So on one hand, mm-hmm. I love the vulnerability of the men. On the other hand, I love the um, confidence of the women. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think yeah. that's that's mm-hmm. where I want my son and daughter's you know, I want them there in this generation. Um, yeah. Because, like, yeah, it's just, I, I guess I'm I'm just glad that it's evolving. I really am. Yeah, me too. Because I think, I think it's such a beautiful, sweet spot because I think it creates space for both a man and a woman in relationships mm-hmm. and not one feeling suppressed by the other. Yeah. Going both ways, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. I know that, we live in a generation where I miss I-N-D-E-P. You know the song? <laughs> like, <laughs> ladies, right? Like, some men are like, girl, chill out. It's never that serious. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for the other, you know, the same goes, you know, and vice versa and whatnot. So I think it's, you know, if we're able to truly create a space that, you know, we can be more vulnerable, if you call it, or just like, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to be like, yeah, I want to navigate, you know, my life this way. Because it is, like, I think that's the, uh, that will be the fight for the ages. You know, because yeah. I do, like, there's a guy that I know I went to college with. And he's like, yeah, no. I'm going to call her a slut. And I'm like, whoa. Wow. But you went, and this that's is what, weird like, and this is not the same. It is so weird to it's me. So and weird like, to me. I know how aggressive that sounds, but I'm like, but that's how aggressive that conversation is, though. And I think that's something that we forget that it's like, it's, as you mentioned earlier, there can be one without the other. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't think there needs to necessarily be both like that's just my own opinion like we don't need to be out here just in the streets like that but it's like you're if you're gonna sit here and pass judgment on somebody like you can't have your cake and eat it too that's not cool this is okay this is the this is the point of the podcast where it it might get a little inappropriate right now and i'm willing to give you that warning this group of men that that feel like um you know uh woman you know sleeping around is a horrible thing but like they the double standard right like a man we're we're supposed to we're sexual creatures and we're supposed to be with all these women for y'all to be preaching that it's okay for y'all to be with multiple women 
and us to have to like sit down and like strap on a chastity belt for that to be the case it seems really hard and this is based off of years of like (laughs) do you watch that show explained on netflix Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> there was an episode yes. about orgasms, and I'm, this is why I said this is where you get it's inappropriate. The statistics on men pleasuring women appropriately is so low. So for y'all to have so much <laughs> practice, man, I'd be so hurt. <laughs> uh, right. So for y'all to have so much practice and be entitled to so much practice, I think I think the numbers would be a little bit higher. Like you guys would have figured it out by now. And I'm saying this as a collective, because I know we all have had our personal, like, you know, people that have been, that I'm like, you did your homework. It's great. But, like, the collective <laughs> of you all that, like, are preaching that it's okay for y'all to be jumping around, but we're supposed to, like, sit with our legs crossed and, and, and you know, the little house on the prairie. Mm-hmm. Y'all, how... How come y'all don't have it figured out? Y'all should have it. It should be down to a science. <laughs> right, right. Because so, the math I don't ain't math. It's not mathing. So that's that's <laughs> that's my that's my my. I'm sorry. I just had to go there. I know mm. that this is a safe place, but that's where I had to go because like that judgment always confused me. It always confused me. And yeah. you know, I it, know that you know when I I don't know what it's gonna look like when our kids are older, but like. Anyway, tell me what you're saying before I start talking crazy. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just so, it's just like, it's just a topic that really irritates me so much because it truly is so insulting. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, especially like at this age, like where I'm at with Mm -hmm. dating, don't you ever, ever come to me with no nonsense because I'll sit you and look at you dead in your face and tell you that you're dirty. I would mm-hmm. like that's yeah. <laughs> that's just the energy you know what I mean that yeah. I'm gonna bring because you know it's the the time is played out where you know men I think the time is played out where men get to tell women about themselves but I will also say like even though I was just like I'll tell a man he's dirty I would <laughs> but also like that's played out as well like we have just such like this mm-hmm. like we're always just both trying to come for each other and I'm like we shouldn't be coming at each other for very like different things like actual serious things that would be you know involving a building a life together or trying yeah. to plan for something new or like a you know healthy what I mean? collaboration like, at the end of the right day, yes because that's what y'all actually want but you're over here fighting over something so stupid like get that's, over it but that's you know but that's 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 the relevance of you know what social network tells you to be concerned about you know, because mm-hmm. I can guarantee you the things that, like, me and my husband talk about, I don't see a lot of people talk about. Um, yeah. Just because I do, I will say that there's a lot of vulnerability um, in my marriage. And there's 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 also a lot of um, uh, gambling, meaning, let me just, it <laughs> sounded really vague, meaning, <laughs> like, we always are trying to look for new levels of vulnerability because at the end of the day, like it's me and you. And I want to give, I want to be given the space to say anything. And then, um, all right, Mr. Drain. Okay. But I want to be given the space to say anything and, um, then, but then not be judged, but, but be acknowledged. So if I say something out of this world, I want you to address my emotions and how I came to that conclusion rather than judging me for the thought. Because reality is, mm-hmm. we as humans have some messed up thoughts. It's what we do with the yeah. thought that counts. Are we going to act on it? Or are we going to pray about it or try, try to dissect it or get help about it, right? Yeah. And um, I feel like in our relationship, we're constantly testing the waters to see if that level of vulnerability and trust can still can be built upon, you know, more and more. And so um, that's what I could appreciate. But I, that's not necessarily what I see a lot of other people doing. Um, mm-hmm. And so I kind of I, like I said, that's why I'm glad that there's so, such there's so much evolving when it comes to men trying to get help um, with therapy and being more vulnerable and then women trying to you know, um, understand 
why men are the way they are. You know, I do think that there's some um, validity to men being pressured to be a certain type of masculine and um, and then, you know, feeling like they can't cry because stop yeah. being a little girl. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just would, I, I, I can't, I, I, I'm not a guy. So, and I don't even, and I don't have brothers, you know, um, right. that, you know, I don't have, but so I can't attest to that, but I've seen, you know, boys be teased for crying over something. And I'm like, wow, like this is coming out of his body and he can't control it. But like, he's now he's a punk for this. You know what I mean? And those right. boys grow up right. to be husbands who can't have a decent conversation with their wife because their mom and dad always told them don't be a punk and don't cry. So like I I right. I think that's it's 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 becoming more of a conversation now where like women understand that yeah. and we're open to that mm-hmm. and we want to provide that space for you so that you don't feel like a victim or you don't feel like you're not a full like man because you have emotions or there's vulnerability or like you have second thoughts. So Mm -hmm. I, um, that's, that's so good. I'm, I'm with you on that. I stand by you, um, to be on that same top like wavelength, but on a lighter note, Mm -hmm. there's this girl I went to high school with. Mm -hmm. She had tweeted something like, and she's my age, you know, I believe that she's seen, I don't know about her whole life, but she had tweeted something earlier that I seen and I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Jim bros are out. Send me a 6-2 bean pole with mommy issues and who communicate their feelings. <laughs> In the way that I was like, okay, wait. But like, yeah, well, it really was the, it was it? the latter half of like mommy issues, but I communicate my feelings. I'm like, yeah. So no, 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 I don't need a buff so, dude. Get out of here. Yeah, I need, said, I need for mm, us to talk it out. <laughs> yeah, but like, but I think that's the, just, I know it's like, you know, a little bit lighter and on the funnier note, but no, it's, it's yeah. something that's like, even as women, we are being able to vocalize, like, I want a man like that. I want a man who has this, you know, this softness to him mm-hmm. that it doesn't need. Like, I think I was listening to something else the other day that was like, that don't need to be always up in front of everybody. But, mm. like, I want that with me. In between me and you, yeah. that's where I want it to be, you know? Mm. And that's and it's, and it's I feel like it's supposed to be like that. It's That's where it's supposed to be, you know, safe and sacred within yeah. your relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm. I'm, yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm proud of where I think this generation is going, you know? Um, especially having both boys and girls. I do, um... I want to be able to like support them as they go into this like new generation of just progressive male and females. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm super happy about that. Do you ever, um, do you ever think about like what if your parents were a little bit more honest with you about like intimacy and vulnerability, like the things that we were grossed out about, like, would I have listened to my mom if she was like, hey, this is what, you know, you should be ready for sexually when you get married. Like, would, would I have listened to her or would I have been like, ew, stop, stop, stop. Like, what, what would I have done? <laughs> right. <laughs> right? So, like, so when I think about, like, as a mom now, like, if, if my daughters or my son ask me certain things, I want to tell them. But then also I'm like, they're going to be like, that's enough. That's enough. Stop. Okay. You know what? Don't tell right. me anything else. You know? Um, Mm -hmm. but like, do you think that you would have received more or like would have learned more if, you know, there was just guards that were not put up or parental advisory? That's a a tricky question for me because I feel as if I had a very honest mom. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that. Like, you know, maybe within more of, like, like, this is how I would have imagined of, like, if my, if my mom was to, like, approach the conversation and present it, 
Because I think that my mom has always been really great. Like, if I ask a question, mm-hmm. she she was willing to answer it, you know, in the best way that she saw fit, and mm-hmm. which was, like, you know, really great. But it's almost like if I were to um, – or if she were to present the information – I would be like, okay, chill, chill, chill. Like, hopefully, like, I'm the one who sets the, you know, Mm -hmm. the temperature. But I even think, like, you know, there's just a... I know that I'm very... Especially, like, I look at, you know, my friend group and their relationship with their parents. And, like, I'm overwhelmed with, like, gratitude of the relationship that I have with my mother. Because, you know, I think part of it is she had me young. So it's, like, having a younger mom, you know, was a benefit for me you know, Mm -hmm. that was, that's been huge in my life, but she definitely allowed me the space to ask her questions Mm -hmm. and she, you know, navigated those questions appropriately and even, you know, guided me through, you know, certain things. Like I remember I, I asked my mom a super, super uncomfortable question and it wasn't until like in my adult years that she told me, she was like, I could not tell you how uncomfortable and how awkward that was for me. And I did not know what to do, but I knew that I needed to show up as your mom. Wow. And I needed you to know that you had a safe place that mm-hmm. you could ask those questions because I wanted you to find it out from me before finding it out from anybody else. Wow. And I was like, that's if I take anything when I have children one day, I will always do my best to create a space of like, a find it out for mommy and she'll sugarcoat not sugarcoat it but like she'll I'm tell gonna you what deliver you need to know. it to you mm-hmm. yeah tell you what you need to know and give it into to you in a really nice box that's mm-hmm. honest yeah but it's also not like mad aggressive and you know you got to right. like far too many details like you don't need that but you're gonna like, get I don't the need to story right? for you to be like <laughs> Uh, right exactly like so that was the third slide that and picture uh... <laughs> right <laughs> exactly please stop you know like people who are like i'm gonna show you what drugs really do to you and like parents like, no, 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 like, no. like meth heads like yo <laughs> you could have just showed me what my liver or like right. something else would have looked like like google it i'm like because I think when it comes to intimacy i think that parents use scare tactics and that's the, that's a problem you know, yeah. like I, yeah, that's yeah. just one. I know I'll if tell you kiss, a, yeah, a little bit of a joke, but my, yeah. it, my, mo- <laughs> my mom told me once this, this is the one part that she missed. She goes, she told me a long time ago. She's like, if a boy touches your boob, you're going to get pregnant. Come on. I'm like, I'm like, I look back at that. It's funny, but I'm also you like, what if I actually ma'am. took that to heart? Because yeah. I would have created this whole entire narrative about this is how babies are made. Wrong right. Though. Guy brushes it. Guy brushes like, against you the no. wrong way. And you're like, nurse. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is an emergency. <laughs> yeah. So I, I know that was kind of long winded. I hope that. No, answered, like, your no. Question. No, it did. It, you know, I laugh because, like, my mom, um, I I think she, she told me what I needed to know. But I also know that, like, she probably wasn't ready to have that conversation with all four of us, you know. Like yeah. I said, my mom had all girls. And, um, and I remember finding a picture. I remember, like, not, I wasn't in, not in denial, but I just couldn't understand why, like, you'd want to be naked with somebody else. Because, like, I found a picture yeah. of, like... My dad had taken a picture of my mom in the bedroom. And this is not going to get as crazy as you think it is. But, like, she had the sheet over her. And actually, it was a very nice, intimate picture. Like, nothing provocative. But it was really sweet. Like, it was like kind of like what you'll see on the movies when, like, the wife dies. And, like, you know, you have, like, flashback of, like, them just in the morning just smiling at each other it was was actually a really Mm -hmm. cute picture it was a really it was a really sweet picture but listen seven-year-old me was like i don't see a shirt on mom what is under the sheet you know what i mean like i couldn't focus on what is this you know and you know my parents were honest like yeah, it wasn't wasn't much under the sheet. And I'm like, why would you do this in the house? Like, why? Where were we? Was I at school? Yeah. yeah. Like, what, did right, I, right. But like in my Just, mind, it's not. Processing. It didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you? Why would you do that? Why you enjoyed this? You guys think this is fun? Right. You know. And so that's you know. I think we all have that moment where we saw something we didn't understand about our parents, and we were like, you guys are so weird for this. 
This doesn't even sound like a good time. You know, so I am glad that there was like mystery and um, not a lot of explaining before appropriate age, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. But on that note, before I get more into talking about my parents and their love life, (laughs) (laughs) um, I'm just really grateful for this conversation. I know we kind of went a few different places, but um, it was super fun. And um, you guys, you know, thank you for, you know, we always say it, but thank you for rocking with us. Season three, uh, episode two. Um, We look forward to continuing to hear your feedback. And um, thank you just for continuing to support on the sidelines as far as um, DMing us and tell us what you thought. And the repost and the support on um, the podcast has been really, really awesome. Um, So we we truly appreciate that. Right, Jasmine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, man, I, every single week, I'm always in awe. You know, last week when we, um, you know, dropped our first episode of season three, some of the personal texts that I got, they're like, ooh, the girls are back. And I'm like, wow, I <laughs> felt I so feel warm, so, right? So blessed. <laughs> I know, yeah. I was like, I was like yeah, like, we it's are. so cool that we, I know. I was like, hey, bestie. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just, it's such a, it's such a gift to be, you know, in, uh, people's lives and mm. I just love that you know we get to do this together you and I Sean but I also just I love all of you and I just feel so grateful to you know have your ear for a little bit so yeah thank you thank you guys and we will see you next week bye see you then